The idea of this book came to me one day when I was poring over Henry Newbolt's Vitae Lampada, which my father first read to me when I was only in single figures and in the early stages of discovering my passion for cricket. For me, it now begs the question, is there nothing in sport to compete with the sustained excitement of a cricket match, especially a test match, in which the advantage continually fluctuates one way and then the other, and when the match enters its last few minutes, all four results are still possible? I have been lucky to watch one or two of these myself, from the commentary box and the press box, and even sitting in the stand as an ordinary spectator. Before I go on, I must say both strongly and apologetically that this is a personal collection, and of course everyone who listens to this book will have their own idea of the matches I should have come up with. This is the joy of mulling over cricket matches like this. I have chosen 24 test matches, all of which have seen extraordinary finishes, and four one-day internationals where the drama at the end can be similarly breathtaking, even without the same tantalizing four innings and five-day build-up. This comparison brings with it the thought that two-innings test cricket is an examination, while the one-day game, for all its instant advantages of glamour and action, is an exhibition. I have not included any 2020 games, and at the time of writing, the new 100 competition in England has not yet left the drawing board. Both of these newer forms of the game can and will be hugely exciting, but without answering the pertinent question, are they really cricket? Maybe, but as different as instant coffee is from that made from freshly ground beans. Or maybe, as David Hockney and Jeff Coons are, from Constable and Turner. Not all of these test matches have built up in the beguiling way I have suggested, and several have pottered along for three or four days before exploding at the end like an outrageous firework display. Of course, once you know the final outcome, the build-up may well assume a new and more vibrant perspective. In 1960-61, if Australia had decided to bat out the fifth day of what became the first ever tied test match at Brisbane for a draw, the other ingredients, most notably Gary Sobers' 132 or Alan Davidson's remarkable all-round performance, would never have been appreciated as they deserved. The beauty of the construction work may only be fully understood when the building has been finished and the component parts can then be seen in relation to the beauty of the whole. In spite of all I have said in these last three paragraphs, it is hard to deny that the World Cup final at Lords in 2019 saw the most incredible finish there has ever been to a game of cricket. Ben Stokes and Joss Butler retrieved England's fortunes in the main match, which was tied, and then took them to a position which led to that extraordinary match-winning tie in the second, the Super Over. Within the month, Stokes had done it again. In the test match at Headingley, this time with left-arm bespectacled spinner Jack Leach, a Harry Potter-like figure, as his unlikely partner when they put on 74 for the last wicket to beat Australia. The finishes to limited over matches are relentlessly and repetitiously exciting, but I can say with confidence that the climax to this World Cup final at Lords, when these four, 
infamous overthrows made the difference at the very end will surely never be repeated, while the last two hours at Headingley will not come along too often. I cannot leave that Lord's final without paying tribute not only to the cricketing skills and know-how of the New Zealand captain, Kane Williamson, but also to his and his team's supreme sportsmanship when they were deserted by Lady Luck in the cruelest of ways right at the end. England's women had set the standard two years earlier, when, as you will see, Anya Shrubsole bowled the side to a remarkable last-minute victory. <laughs>